Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Single Mom Life Podcast. My name is Antoinette, and I am your host. Hey, everybody. I hope you are doing great. Oh, my God. You hear that motorcycle? Or a fast car? Oh, my God. I really want a motorcycle so bad. (laughs) All right, so that's off topic. Let me get back on topic. Today, I want to do something completely different. You know how Netflix and Hulu, they have their um, TV shows and they have seasons and then episodes. And some shows go up to like 20 episodes. I want to start off creating a season talking about everything that built me up to being a single mom and having full custody of my child. Because honestly, I had to grow courage to accept the fact that I am going to take care of my child on my own and I'm going to be okay and I should not have to force the father of my child to be a father. It took me a long time and I want to explain why and everything in between. So I'm going to start off this series doing a 21 episode season and I'm going to try to do one episode a day because as of right now, oh my god, I'm actually most likely not even 100% sure yet, but I'm suspended from work. So if I could do one episode a day, that would be amazing to see what can happen with my podcast and how it can grow because maybe the algorithm will hit and they'll be like, all right, girl, like we got you, like you're doing amazing. Um, I don't know how it works, but I know I need to be more consistent. And honestly, I'm using this podcast as a journal to share so much of my life and be open and honest with all of it that hopefully one day, you know, it comes across somebody that hears it and can understand from it and learn from it because I've made so many mistakes in my life that I'm so proud of the people who reach out to me on Instagram and they're just like, girl, how do you do it? And they're like, I explained to them how I grew up and why I've always wanted my child's father around. And if, if I could change it, I would. So what they're doing, like, you know, waiting, waiting for that year to get full custody while their child is like one or two is amazing because the younger, the better. Like, I really wish when my child's father was absent, when my child was a baby, that I had stepped up and was like, you know what? You don't want to be around. You don't got to be around. Like, I will get full custody and I will figure it out. But no, it took me years and years to realize that I can do it because for the longest time, I did not think I could because of the way I grew up, which I'm going to go ahead and get into shortly. So welcome to season one, episode one. All right. So my name is Antoinette and growing up, my name was not Antoinette. It was Tony, just Tony. Like I was teased my whole life, my whole life, every year, never got old. I was Tony Montana or Tony the Tiger, Frosted Flakes. You taste great. Um, Growing up, I was 
the worst <laughs> with that name. It was the worst because I was always, there was always like two or three other boys in the class with Anthony or Antonio or Tony. And then I'd be like the girl, Tony. And everybody just thought it was so cute to tease me. It was horrible. So yeah, my name was Tony and some people still call me Tony, which is okay because I did not change my name till I was 18 years old. I changed it to Antoinette so that way they can call me Tony for short, just so I don't confuse everybody that I went to high school with because I'm telling you, like, Tony was my name forever. So um, when I was 18, I was adopted and I was able to change my name. When I tell people that I changed my name at as an adult they think I got married and I'm like no I changed my whole name even my last name you know and it sounds super super white (laughs) and I do look white but I speak Spanish because my whole life I grew up in foster care um as long as I can remember I was in foster care um according to my paperwork I was first placed into foster care when I was three like four years old and I was given back when I was seven years old six six correction six years old so um the only reason why I was given back to my birth mom was because she ended up having another child hold on let me rewind so I was taken into foster care with my little sister who was one year younger than me so when I was four and she was three we were already in foster care however we didn't get to be given back to our birth mom until I was six years old and she was five years old. And that whole time that I lived with her in a foster home, I didn't even know I was a foster kid. Of course, you know, I was like a little kid. And I do believe that they say you, you as a trauma response, you ignore the trauma that had happened. So I couldn't remember anything. And all I could remember was, like, this woman was coming to pick my sister up to hang out with her for a few hours sometimes. And then later on, she ended up being coming pregnant, and she would still hang out with us. But when we would go back home, I thought that was our home. Like, I never thought it was our foster home. I just remember the day being taken away from my foster home. I was like, no, no, like, don't don't let me go. Like, I love you. And I just like, I didn't want to leave. And they tried explaining how she was our birth mom. And that's why we needed to go back to her. And she was pregnant. Well, guess what? She was no longer pregnant. She had her third child and she, I guess, proved to the courts for a couple months that she was capable of taking care of that child with her partner and they were doing good. She attended her drug, like her drug classes. She was negative. She did her parenting classes. So she got custody of me and my sister back. And within that year, I was the one, I was seven years old and I was the one feeding that baby bottle. I was making the bottle. I was cleaning, helping clean dishes, heating up corn dogs, and she was already beating us again. I'm sorry if, like, that's um, too much info. I'll try to um, not be too much details or anything. I mean, I'll try not to be so graphic about anything. But, yeah, so by the time I was seven, it was already bad again. 
and we had to live with her for three more years after that. Um, by the time I was nine, um, between seven to nine, I, of course, I'm the oldest, so I had to take care of my two little sisters. Um, back then, um, in the 90s, late 90s, we were able to walk ourselves to school, and I was picking my sister up from kindergarten. I don't know if they do that nowadays because I only have one child and I know that, well, they have to see the parent and see me when I pick up our child or another adult. I don't know if they are allowing siblings to do it anymore, but I would pick up my sister and we weren't that far from the apartment and the school. So we would just walk back and forth and we constantly went to our neighbors to get away from our birth mom because they were more fun. She would always just lock herself in the room doing what drug addiction parents do. Um, She would uh, not really cook for us. And if one of my sisters acted out or too loud, it was my fault. And I would take the punishment when they disturbed her fun time. You know what I mean? So, yeah. In those years, um, it was... It was crazy. I remember times that, you know, we didn't have food and me and my youngest sister would go to the little liquor store, you know, because we didn't have 7-Elevens really back then or not so many as we do now. So we'd go to like the local liquor store and steal chips and like steal candy. And then eventually they were like, you need to leave. And we're like only nine and eight. And they were like, come here again we're calling the cops so (laughs) it was fun or back or my little sisters would call um 911 and do prank calls to the cops and they'd come and oh I I remember I was in so much trouble because I was in my room reading a book you know like just trying to be away from my sisters because they are way more chaotic than I have ever been like My son reminds me a lot of them, like just full of energy, bouncing around, always like wanting to do something, like just like ADHD kind of. And I was like the one like, I would like want to be alone. Just leave me alone, please. And I still am like that as an adult, like I need my little space time, please. And um, next thing I know, it was raining and somebody was banging on the door I guess they had called the cops so many times so they came it was like five of them and my birth mom woke up and was like what the hell and she came out she's like oh my god I don't even know where my kids are they were nowhere it turns out like they had left the apartment went down the stairs and hid behind the apartment to watch all the cops and waited for them to leave before they came back it was so it was so funny but also so scary because I really, really was punished for that. And um it was it was it was fun. Now that I'm an adult and I think about the crazy stuff we did, it was fun. For example, um there was another time where um whenever dogs would get loose, my sister, who's one year younger than me, she would always um go chase the dogs and be so brave and give them back to their owners. One time I tried to do that, 
because I'm not a huge fan of dongs. And I tried to do that because I wanted to be brave too. So I went and I did it and it was a big pit bull. Um, and you know, I was only nine. I didn't know like how, how crazy they could get when they attack you. So I went to go grab it. It was in the corner. It was all like calm. So I grabbed it and had a collar. So it must have been somebody's. So I grabbed the collar and we're like, I thought he he was going to be good. The second, like I pulled him to like, let's go. Um, he like jumped up and attacked me and it was so fast. Like he was like, "Ah," like, you know, it just like looked like he was playing or getting crazy, like moving his head back and forth. Um, and I was nine. So my birth mom did not show me that I need to wear training bras or anything. So I wasn't wearing anything. And then, um, the dog ran away and I was with like our neighbors and we were riding bikes when we went to go get the dog. So I went on the bike and as I was riding back so we could go to back to our apartment, my chest was hurting and I look and it's like, it had like bite marks, like deep bite marks on my left chest. And I was like, oh my God. And I started panicking. My neighbor was like, oh my God, I'm going to go get my grandma. So she went to go get her grandma and like they called 911 to come check it out. And, um, they were checking it out and like covering up. They're like, what happened? I explained and. It was, like, really deep, but not deep enough to need stitches. But being that I was nine years old, I didn't really have a chest. Um, they were, like, you need to be really careful. Um, and they were, like, the the dog bite could have gone one inch more. And it would have bit your lung. You know, like, punctured your lung. It was so scary. I was, like, what? And I was, like, oh, my God, I'm, I don't like dogs. Ever since that day, I was, like, I don't love dogs. I don't hate dogs. But I don't like dogs. Like, I don't want a dog. And to, the, to this day, as an adult, I do not have a dog. My child wants one, and maybe in the future, I will be open to it. But I still don't love dogs. Um, so anyways, I remember after they left, my my friend's neighbor, my, <laughs> my friend's grandma, my neighbor, she wanted to go get my mom, my birth mom. And she was like, oh, like, I need to tell her and so she went to go get her she came over and got me and like was acting all calm and everything when they were explaining what had happened and she didn't give a damn like I could already see in her face when we got home she was gonna beat my butt like mm. and she did when we got home it was how dare you make them wake me up how dare it wasn't that I was okay or I shouldn't be chasing dogs or um like let me see like how bad it looks nothing it was how dare you make them come get me she felt that she felt dumb that somebody else's family was getting me like getting her to come help me after the ambulance left like she didn't hear the ambulance coming like when i think about it as a mom like if i hear an ambulance coming and my child is outside Best believe I'm going to be out like, what's going on? Like, where are you? But no, it was the fact that she looked embarrassed and they killed her high. So, yeah, the my childhood was a mess. And I feel like sometimes that's why I work so much and I tried so hard, even though we argued back and forth. 
and my child's father and I did things that we shouldn't have done, I've always wanted him to be my child's life because I wanted a better childhood for him than what I had. Like, growing up with a birth mom like that and no father figure, I mean, I guess a father figure because my youngest sister's dad was around, but it wasn't great. Like, they were together those three years that we had gone back from foster care. And those three years that they were together after that one year that I had explained that they went back to drugs and everything, he did drugs too. So then they'd fight a lot. So it was a lot of domestic violence where my birth mom would actually grab us kind of like to block him. Like it even got so bad to the point that my birth mom had bought a gun um, one time and she never shot him, but I, I don't know if they shot somebody else because it is up. it turns out that he was cheating and had a mistress that was one of our neighbors and <laughs> it was, it was a mess. Like I'm telling you, like as a kid, I've seen it all. Like after that, he ended up leaving and working for a strip club And then she ended up working for that same strip club because she was like, oh, you're going to work there? I'll work there too. And then she ended up meeting somebody else who lived across the street because the little apartments that we lived in, it was like one of those cul-de-sacs. Like the whole street was different apartments. So she ended up meeting a guy across the street who was a single dad who had three sons. And she was like, oh my God, we're like the Brady Bunch because I have three daughters. But the only time he would come over was, of course, in the night and as a single mom, I totally understand that. You just, you don't want them to be around your kid, but then you don't want to go anywhere either. It's like pros and cons in that situation. But yeah, so he'd only come over in the night. And I guess like with a few other people, I don't know. But I just remember always waking up and there'd be beer bottles on the floor. There'd be cigarettes. I would clean it up before my baby sister would come out. And um, that was life. <laughs> It was, it was uh, crazy, but my birth mom was 18 when she had me. So having, I guess she had, what, three kids by the age of 25, 26. So now that I'm an older single mom, you know, I, I understand the wanting time for yourself, the needing I don't understand the needing to have a man around constantly. Um, I feel like she should have been single and enjoyed time for herself, but she would just jump from men to men to men, and it was pretty bad. Um, After that guy, I don't know what happened. They ended up not working out. He ended up breaking down our our screen door um, one night, while me and my sisters were sleeping. (sighs) And then uh, she found a 50-year-old and was sleeping with him and his his son. And it was, it was crazy. Like, that was a whole new drama. And that was when we, um, we were there. (laughs) 
So that's how I know. She would tell me this kind of stuff. And I don't, to this day, I don't know why. Because even when she quit her job, before she started working for a strip club, she would tell me like, hey, I'm like, she was working at Walmart. And she'd be like, I'm going to quit working at Walmart. And she would use the excuse of my stepdad um, hitting me so hard and leaving me a mark on my bottom that that's why she was going to quit because she wanted to make sure that he didn't do that again. But then she would turn around and hurt me more than that. And eventually we became homeless because she ended up going off and on with so many men that I don't know really as an adult, I don't know what really happened, but basically her and my stepdad had split and it was like a competition of who could get who. And it felt like they were just trying to hurt each other and she didn't want to pay rent because she didn't have a job anymore. So she was like, oh, he needs to provide. And instead what he did was he came back and took my youngest sister, who was three at that time, and ended up leaving and going to live with her mom. I mean, his mom. Well, she was like, yeah, right, he'll be back. And she would just wait until one day I was walking home with my sister and we were evicted. There was a paper on the door, the doors were locked, and all we had were whatever was in our backpacks. She wasn't around. She was nowhere. And she already knew that the place where we would go to was our neighbors. Like, we basically lived at our neighbor's house. And we stayed there until, like, I think, like, 9 p.m. She came around to come um, to come get us. And from there, like, I don't know what happened. Like, we were going through shelter homes. Um, they were putting us up in a hotel. You know, like, was it the... What is that one place? Old Ar- the Army. I don't know. that. I, I forget what it's called. But you could basically go if you have like no place to go. And they'll put you up in a hotel for a night. Or they'll help you with groceries. So we did that for like a few nights. But after that, like you need to figure out what you need to do. And somehow in those few nights in a hotel room, she found another guy to hang out with. So then we were sleeping at the park. Like, all of us. Like, a homeless little family. I learned how to steal from the 99 cent store in order to get food. Um, I would pee on the tree, not very good. End up peeing on myself. And when the sprinklers would go on, she wouldn't move. She'd just be like, oh, it's our shower. So, yeah, there's been a few times eventually um, – our step, my stepdad ended up giving his station wagon, so we would sleep in the station wagon. And then there were a few times where neighbors would notice and they would try to offer us food. And I think they felt bad, you know, like she had two little girls with her and she was okay with sleeping in the car and living in the car. She was okay living like that. And they saw us and, you know, eventually they ended up calling CPS and cops would come because me and my sister would be alone at the park. But me and my sister have learned that when they show up, you need to run, run fast and do not look back and just keep running. And you'll eventually find your birth mom somewhere in the park later. 
Eventually, my birth mom realized that we can't sleep in the station wagon all the time and just take what people offer us or what little money we do have. She was spending it clearly on other stuff. Or we can't keep going, oh, the Salvation Army. It's called the Salvation Army. We can't keep going to the Salvation Army to get groceries or stealing. So she ended up finding a way to reach out to her mom, which was my birth grandma. And they allowed us to stay with them for a little bit. They live in LA area, two-bedroom apartment. It was my birth grandma, grandpa, and they had a child still in high school, actually. So he was finishing up high school, so that he had the second bedroom. So as you can see, we were basically sleeping on the living room floor. And it was just me and one of my sisters and my birth mom. And as time went by, I want to say a month or two. Honestly, as a kid, I am not very good with time. So, but all I know, as time went by, um, my birth grandma got into an argument with my birth mom about, you know, food. Because clearly, my birth mom was not looking for a job. She was not helping out. So, well, she would actually get money, um, food from Salvation Army and stuff. So, she'd help out in that way. Um, but as you know, like, now that I have my place, like, I understand, like, sometimes you need your space. And my birth mom and grandma and grandpa, they did not get along. Um, Clearly, that's why when she got pregnant with me, she ended up leaving all the way from California to Missouri. And I was born in Missouri. That's how far away she got from from her. Um, I don't know the scenarios. I just thought it was super, super weird when I went to get my birth certificate and I was born in Missouri. Like, how did you get from California to Missouri? And then back to California just to give birth again a year later to my sister. Uh, weird. Um, anyways, so they got into an argument and she ended up taking us and leaving. And this was the last, the last time I actually saw my birth mom out of foster care. She got me and my sister. We ended up leaving because she was mad at her mom. And she dropped me and my sister off at a park. And she said that she would be back for us. It was like, I want to say 1 or 2 p.m. And she was. She said she was going to find a way to go get money and buy us some food. Next thing I know, it's like almost 9 p.m. And she still was not back. Now, she dropped us off at the park that was not too far from our grandma's house. So I wanted to go back to our grandma's house. My sister... Obviously, wanted to stay at the park and should play. She was playing with other kids. She was having fun. She did not want to go. I did not want to deal with a tantrum. At this point, I was nine years old, almost 10. I didn't want to deal with it. So I was like, okay, whatever. We'll stay here. So we stayed there. And as you know, nine o'clock is really late for kids to be at the park. So patrol do drive by to make sure the kids are not out late or doing anything crazy at the parks so as they drove by they noticed that me and my sister were alone so they started to shine their light to see like who's there and my sister was like run and I was like no I'm not running like we we did run a little bit and we we hid behind like those brick walls for handball courts and she was like keep running you know as we always did 
And I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going. Like, what if you, no, no. So I ended up going to the patrol officer and she ended up following me, following me, but she was mad because she was like, we're going to be in so much trouble. She already knew like one of us were going to get it, you know? That day, like, I felt relief going to the police officer. And I, we were taken back to the police station and asked a few questions. And something in me just opened up. And I was like, I told him everything. I told him how my birth mom does drugs, how we're homeless, how she hurts us and she doesn't take care of us, how she's a stripper and... You know, everything. Like, I was, I told him everything. And I remember he almost wanted to cry. And he was like, hold on, like, like I'll be right back. And um, my sister was so mad at me. She's like, we're going to get in trouble. Like, why are you telling him that? You know? And um, she was just like, she was eight, almost nine. And she was scared. And I was like, don't be scared. Like, like. Like, she left us there. Like, she left us at the park. She didn't come back. And um, it turns out um, around 2 a.m., we were still at the police station. And that she ended up trying to look for us. And supposedly that she was there. Um, But we never saw her. I think the police said that she was there. Um, just wanted to see if we're okay. And they let us know, but we weren't allowed to see her. We were taken into a shelter home for foster care that day. And I don't regret it. I don't regret not running away. I don't regret going back to foster care. My little sister, her name's Gabby. Unfortunately, she took it the hardest. Um, And as a mom, I totally understand and see I see where she's coming from because if my child was taken from me like that, I'd be hurt and he'd he'd be dramatically hurt. Um, It's really, really hard when your child is super close to you. And since my sister was a middle child, I felt like she was always the closest one to our birth mom where I'm the oldest and I got the worst part of it. And the stuff that I knew, like I knew was going on while she hid that from my sister. So it it hit her hard when we went back to foster care. And now as an adult and as a mom, I really wish things were different. But all of my sisters, like we all grew up different. Like when we went back to foster care, I went with my sister Gabby and my youngest was with her birth dad so she ended up growing up with her dad and his side of the family and not knowing our birth mom so we all grew up so different and it's so 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 weird like how I have siblings but I'm not I don't have a relationship with them because of the way we grew up we just never created a relationship together so as a mom and having only one child sometimes I feel bad because my child won't have a relationship with his siblings 
because I don't have any siblings for him and his dad does have siblings, but they don't have a great, great relationship because his dad's inconsistent. So it's weird how we grow up to try to like thrive and do better. We do do better, but there's other areas in our life where we wish we could have more, if that makes any sense. Anyways, I'm going to stop here, and on the next episode, I will share my journey of how it was growing up in foster care from 10 to 18, and the story of how I was adopted at 18 years old. I hope you guys have a great night, and I'm looking forward to you coming to my next episode, and you know what? We all have a journey that we can share, and honestly, like I love, love, love hearing about like different life stories. So if you're willing and wanting to share your life story and your journey and go ahead and email me or send me a message on Instagram that you would like to share your story so you can I can give you my email address. And if you want me to read it here on this podcast, oh my God, let me know. I would love to do something like that. I have a book of foster care stories And I love, love, love reading them. Like, I love it. So if you give me permission to go ahead and read your life story on this podcast, I will. So go ahead and send me a DM on Instagram, The Single Mom Life, P-D-C, P as in pie, D as in deer, and C as in cake. All right. I hope you guys have a great night. And I will hear you guys, see you guys, or talk with you guys later. Bye.